With us today is Mario Economo, a former banker in New York, London, Zurich. And to give us an update, what the heck is going on in Europe? Uh, Mario, give us an update. Yes, good morning, Cats Roundtable. Let's just start off with a correction. Last week we mentioned about Turkey's and their appointment of Mr. Uh, suspected appointment of Mr. Kalin as the foreign uh, minister of Turkey. That, in fact, is not true. He's actually going to be the head of the intelligence service, and the head of the intelligence service is actually going to be the new foreign minister, a gentleman by the name of Hakan Fidan. Uh, He's a very interesting person himself as well, Um, speaks English fluently, spent time in the U.S. He's a former soldier. Uh, former academic, uh, former head of the intelligence service, and I sus- and he's very close to Mr. President Erdogan. I suspect he's also been picked because he obviously knows a lot of things uh, from the intelligence world, and one of the things that's going to be discussed at the upcoming NATO conference in uh, uh, later this summer is going to be the discussion about admitting Sweden to NATO, and who better than this gentleman to actually be part of that whole discussion and negotiation, given he actually has, I suspect, firsthand knowledge of the uh, terrorists that Turkey claims Sweden is harboring, the Kurdish terrorists. Uh, and therefore, they want those people extradited to Turkey before Turkey agrees to allowing Sweden into NATO. Um, let's roll over to Europe. Uh, the Eurozone now is actually in a technical recession. That's defined by two quarters of contraction, economic contraction. Although the contraction is very mild, uh, it's still there. Uh, the ECB has announced, and uh, rather it's suspected that the ECB will go ahead and announce an increase in interest rates at its next meeting, and they will most likely also stick to their guns and continue to increase interest rates even at the July meeting. Um, that surprises many people, given that the Eurozone's in a technical recession, that the European Central Bank would actually go ahead and continue to increase uh, interest rates. Another thing that's come out of Europe, which is interesting, has to do with the migration or immigration uh, issue. Um, They've now reached an agreement in the uh, European Union. Countries that do not accept their allocation of migrants, for example, Poland and Hungary do not want any migrants, they're going to have to pay 20,000 euros per person that they do not accept the allocation of. And they're actually going to be... Does that come down to a fair and square deal? Uh, I suspect uh, Poland and Hungary will gladly pay those amounts because they've been very adamant about not wanting to accept any migrants or immigrants uh, coming from um, Asia, the Middle East, uh, and or Africa. Uh, There's another thing as well. They've revamped the discussion with respect to asylum seekers, and they've put everything now on a fast track, which means that uh, uh, before these uh, asylum seeker requests could take years, they're now going to limit them to just under six months. And if people are not allowed to gain asylum, they are going to be actually shipped back to the countries they come from. The only problem I see with that is, We know from experience that Greece has tried to ship uh, some uh, Pakistani citizens back to Pakistan, but Pakistan refused to accept them. So they ended up having to bring the airplane back to Greece um, and uh, in order to figure out what the next steps would be. Wow. Um, What else? Uh, uh, Is the economy getting any better or just just uh, lingering? 
Well, I mean, it's not a matter of getting any better or any worse. The reality is this war that's going on in the Ukraine needs to stop. Short of that happening, we are going to continue to see Europe suffer. Everybody's concerned about what the energy prices are going to be in the second half of this year, and especially going into next winter. Given that the previous winter was very mild, uh, this could see then prices go up. We've seen what the Saudis are doing with respect to the, to the number of barrels they're putting in the market, or rather they're limiting of them. Um, so I think that it's very difficult to say. The growth rates that everybody's discussing and projecting are nothing spectacular. Um, obviously, they're better than any type of a contraction, but now given Europe's in a technical recession, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out. There are a couple of things we should touch on before we close today, and they have to do with the Ukraine. Um, Germany's foreign minister had announced, not this previous week, but the week before, that it's very uh, that it's not possible for a country that's in the middle of a war to actually join NATO, and obviously this means that at the next NATO summit that's coming up, um, it will be very difficult. Notwithstanding the fact that discussions were uh, uh, were undertaken in the past that said Ukraine would be applying for membership into NATO at this upcoming NATO summit that most likely this will now not be happening. Uh, we also know that the British uh, foreign minister has said that targets within Russia now are legitimate for the Ukraine to hit. This is an interesting statement, not because uh, uh, Russia's uh, Medvedev has said that this now makes Britain's leadership uh, legitimate targets as well, but because the British are saying that they believe Ukraine should be allowed to hit within Russia, but we know the United States has been adamant about saying that there are to be no attacks from the Ukraine into Russia. So here you have two NATO allies, both um, pulling in a different direction. And this is another reason why I don't think these types of uh, arrangements that NATO currently has are going to work in the long run. Understood. Well, Mario, thank you very much for giving us an update on what's going on in Europe, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and enjoy your day.